How is everybody doing today? Welcome to Season 3, Episode 25 of the Making Awesome Podcast. We're going to talk all about build versus bought. It is one of those things that can kind of run your life a little bit, especially if you choose the build route. But the bought option is not necessarily the right one either. There is a lot more to this build versus bought than, oh, I'm just going to go buy a kit or I'm just going to go buy. It's not. It's way, way more complicated than that. And we're going to approach it from two different perspectives. The ones you guys are used to, right? The hobbyist perspective and the business perspective. Because while I feel eventually they all get to the same point, I don't think that they get there in that same amount of time. I think business gets to that point a lot faster. And that point is eventually building kits is no longer worth your time, especially when you're trying to run a business, because that's like six plus hours of your day that you're just going to evaporate off into nothing. And while it is nice, it doesn't make you money. And if you're trying to, you know, run a business, you need to make money. Just saying got to make money so let's see we've got mad cat usa gregory pfeiffer fj prince joseph griner is here tarsman is here as well and apparently all the admins are here hanging out waiting for the craziness but you know that's just expected there is some complexity to this because well quite frankly building kits is fun right building kits is a ton of fun and as someone that still likes to build the Prusa kits, I am well aware of the fact that those printers are costing me way more money than if I just bought them fully assembled. However, it is something that I enjoy. And so let's back it up a little bit to your first printer. I don't care if you're a business or if you're an individual. I think the kit builds are actually worth it. Not only does it give you a more intimate understanding of the machine, but it also gives you an understanding of how to take it apart since you just put it together. Because unfortunately, with 3D printers and additive manufacturing as a whole, maintenance is a guarantee. It's going to be a thing. There is no way around it. You're going to need to maintain it. Just like you need to maintain your car, you're going to need to maintain your printer. Just like you should maintain your subscription to this channel, liking the stream. And hey, if you want to, a couple of bucks into Patreon and YouTube channel members goes a long way to helping this channel grow. Yeah, see? I don't know. It was fun. Uh, we got Meyer Make. Mayer Makes. I always say Meyer. It is Mayer. Mayer Makes says hello. 3D Experiments is here as well. Ronnie is here. John Olson says, building kits is fun until you realized you're on step 12 and messed up step three. I can't say I've been there before. I've definitely never had to t completely take off the Z-axis of a Prusa to flip it around because I thought I knew what I was doing and I put things on backwards. Happens to the best of us, though. But I do believe that a kit build is important. But when we look at the options now for kit builds, there's really not a lot out there, right? Take a look at the top dogs in 3D printing for sales. Let's ignore my personal thoughts here, but Creality is pretty much the top dog when it comes to consumer-based 3D printing sales. They have, at this point, it wouldn't be surprising to me if they had over a thousand SKUs 
of printers. So just different printers and a thousand versions of them. As far as I am aware, every single Creality printer is a mostly assembled kit where it comes with a couple of bolts, maybe a couple of screws, the tools to do it. And then a lot of times you're just kind of bolting the Z axis and the X axis to the Y axis, which is not that difficult. It takes a little bit of time and on average 30 to 45 minutes. And while that is good to know, the average person doesn't gain any value from that because again, they want to learn and really the companies only do that so that they can, uh, you know, save on their expenses and shipping and storage and all of that. It, it's done to save space, which is realistically their end goal. They trying to hit a certain price point, get a machine out to you at a certain price. And well, that means some corners have to be cut and that does come into the user doing just a little bit of assembly but that's okay i don't i don't know what's going on oh okay there we are we're, we're back up again sure uh that's really weird huh i have internet so yeah my computer must be upset why why does it always do this like i i, I was good like i am literally looking at ping times sub 30 milliseconds and I dropped like 15, 1600 frames. So I'm going to leave the ping test rolling and we're going to see what happens. Sorry about that. You guys know how this goes. Sometimes it's a little bit odd. I am curious to know how much you all hear or if there is like portions of this that just go missing uh, because I download the YouTube video and that's what I upload to Anchor, which is what we use for our podcasting platform. So hello, if you're listening to us audio only, you're a week behind. This is actually occurring on the 5th of March and not on, for you would be the 13th, I guess. Anyways, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't up uh, I haven't shut down my computer in a while though. It's been over two weeks. Yeah, it's been over two weeks. Okay, so should probably restart my computer. Oh well. Whatever. Anyways, built versus bought. Let's get back into this. I see D Wit's here hanging out. How you doing? D Wit 3D Canada. Alright. So again, a lot of the choices that are made regarding these mostly assembled kits are done for ease of use, right? For maintaining shipping and storage cost savings. That's what it's all there for. However, we don't necessarily have that perfect answer. I loved building the SV06, and still I love those SV06s. I think that they're amazing for the price and uh mad cat usa one of our uh patreon members and a mod in here is uh he found a what he believes to be a uh filament runout sensor so i picked one up because it's going to take a while because it's coming from aliexpress so we'll see if those work because realistically you add a filament runout sensor to an sv06 and for the average person that has more than one machine, I don't really know if there's a big need to buy a Prusa. 
Because at that point, you know how to service your printers. You're understanding that you're going to spend a lot less money. So keep extra spare parts more than normal. And I don't think you're going to find yourself at a point where those two tend to cross. I, I think it's going to take a lot longer than that. And by the time that line crosses of, oh, I could have just bought a Prusa, you have paid for that Sovel 10 to 20 times over. And that whole idea goes out the window. Uh, but I guess we should kind of recap this past week a little bit because we put out a video that every person in our discord was like oh man oh this is gonna be rough like you know we're 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 over here thinking we need like six people in this chat it's gonna be a rough video and it was the video titled we need to have a talk and it was all about the toxicity of the community and uh thankfully there was an overwhelming uh outpour of support for this from not only youtube but on twitter and i was on a polymaker stream earlier this week talking about it as well and it went until 1.30 in the morning, my time. I was on for like three and a half hours. While Nick was watching that entire video, it took him four and a half hours to watch a 24-minute video. So, but yeah, funny thing is that there are still some toxic comments that exist. And I laugh because it's like, wow, you're just proving that we need this more than we think that we do. But I'm actually working on a business case for this because I believe there is a solution and I think I know how to solve it. So, yeah, I, this is one of those times where the business mind of me says, wait a minute, if we have a problem that is relatively consistent across every industry and people have gotten so jaded to where they just don't care anymore, but it does still bother them deep down, if we could solve it, I bet there is a, a dollar value that we could place on it, not for the users but on the person who's running it or the people or the company that is running it. So I am, I am curious about this. I'm going to be flushing out this business idea in a little bit, but that's kind of what business is, right? I've identified a problem. I made a video about it because I felt compelled, but we saw that there is a need across basically every community. Think of whatever communities that you like and tell me there isn't a toxic person in it, right? I can even think of, Communities that you wouldn't think of. Well, I guess maybe you would. I don't know. Like the sewing community, right? There are people that are crazy toxic about what, what machines you should buy and what machines you shouldn't. That kind of stuff gets nasty quick. Old ladies, man, they're, they're, they're rough. They, they don't mess around. But it shows that this issue goes deeper than just a 3D printing injury, which I knew that it did. I mean, obviously, I talked about that in the video. But I think it bears mention that we bring it up because it matters a lot at least to me. So we're going to look at solving it. It's going to take a bit, but I have a plan. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. That's the way it goes. Oh, who's pinging me? Why have pings on Discord? Why do I have pings on Discord? Oh, okay. It's Maker Deck. If you guys are uh, looking to do something, Maker Deck has room on their stream right now. Anyways, this build versus bought idea, right? Those of you that have built a Prusa kit, you know how good that experience is. The instructions are so good that they even tell you to take breaks and eat a measured amount of gummy bears. And while I recognize that is an anecdotal thing that they do, I think it shows the amount of attention to detail they put into making those manuals 
versus the SV06 manual, which is front and back of a single piece of paper, that if you do not follow it to a T, you will likely hurt your flex plate. And that's just, that. that's dumb. It, it, it's dumb, in my opinion, but whatever. My exact opinion is not entirely valuable here. But I believe there is something to be said about spending extra time into getting a better user experience, even if that means the user has to spend more money. Because ultimately, if someone feels as though they're cared about, and maybe you do actually care about them, they're more likely to return as a customer, and they're more likely to give you a positive rating versus someone who doesn't have a good experience. They are considerably more likely to say, I don't like you, and say it publicly. That is very, very difficult. It is easy to get one-star reviews. It is so easy to get one-star reviews. It is incredibly complicated and difficult and sometimes very humbling to get five-star reviews from people. And it shows. We've been in business for, this is year seven, and we have less than 50 reviews on Google. They're all five stars, but we have less than 50 reviews because it is difficult to get those reviews. And I ask people, you've had experience with us and you like the work that we do, make sure to leave a five-star rating on Google because that helps out us as a small business. We're going to talk about that whole marketing and advertising thing in an upcoming uh, episode where we look at different forms of the... Uh, looking at like different forms of marketing and advertising. So things like influencer marketing, paid marketing, paid advertising, that kind of thing, where the line is drawn between the two. That's going to be an upcoming episode. So make sure you get subscribed and follow along for that because I'm really excited for that. I have to do a little bit of research for that episode because I want to know what it generally costs to do some level of influencer marketing. So I'm going to look into it. I'm going to present some facts. I'm hoping uh, for that episode, because I think it's going to be a really good one, because everyone does want to get their name out there more, but it is way harder than you might think to do it appropriately in a way that doesn't make you look like a ding-dong sometimes. So, doing it right matters. Anyways. As 312 Workshop says, never piss off a 70-year-old lady with a sewing kit. You mean those English butter cookies, right? Th those are sewing kits, aren't they? Are they English butter cookies? They're the butter cookies. You all know the butter cookie tins that I'm talking about. They are sewing kits. They're just build your own sewing kit. See, even the sewing industry understands the idea of a kit versus a buy it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they do. They definitely do. Mad Cat says, gasp, Grant not recommending Prusa. I know, crazy. I might be a Prusa fanboy, but I'm also someone that, you know, looks at things um so yeah sun turtle camper says hello from denmark how you doing uh good evening i guess because it should be right around 7 or 8 p.m in the night for you duff says vendors getting blacklisted for for not denouncing things or doing enough for a fundraiser yeah uh these smaller Ooh, that's a good pun. These smaller, tight-knit communities hey, uh, are, like, crazy, crazy fanboy and fangirly. And that breeds toxicity, like, hardcore. So if you are in those smaller industries, you kind of have to watch out for it more. And it is shortbread cookies. My brother is right. It's shortbread cookies. 
Uh, Glenn Larson says, I got the SV04 a few weeks ago and I love it. I'm currently trying to learn all I can to print with TPU and PVA so I can make flexible things and complex support parts. I'm assuming that's an IDEX printer. Uh, when it comes to PVA, dry is pretty much your best friend. As for TPU, slow. Depending on the type of extruder that you have, more extruder pressure or less extruder pressure might be warranted. That one you're going to have to mess around with and likely pound your head against the wall because you are pushing a rope and that is way harder than you think. So something, something like that. Gregory Pfeiffer says, back on the topic at hand, the knowledge you can gain from building and assembling your machine versus something like a uh, Chidi X-Max or Bamboo P1P where you unbox it and that's it is immensely useful. Uh, Beardkila says, did you know they actually sell those with cookies in them? They don't last very long. Not for me. <laughs> I love those damn shortbread cookies. They're freaking amazing. Jellybob267 is here. Dylan G is here. Um... Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. Although it looks like we got a question from the chat. Sun Turtle Camper says, I have a 3D printing problem. I am new to 3D printing, just got a printer, and live in an apartment. What is the best way to dampen the noise from a printer? If your printer is causing enough noise that your neighbors can hear it, I am a little worried about the thickness of the walls and floors of your apartment. With that being said, some people prefer a concrete block, like a concrete paver stone, Others, like me, prefer EVA foam and sound isolating pads. I get the Diversatech ones on Amazon. I buy the 4x4-inch ones and then cut them into 2x2s uh, so that, you know, I get more, more pads for the money. Uh, you can cut them with a razor blade, but if you have a, a, a chop saw, you can do that there too. Just be careful, because after that first cut, it's a little dangerous because the, the pieces can go flying. But, yeah. Uh, be careful there. Wexter is here. Hey, dude. He said, I would assemble another Prusia, but probably never anything that takes more than 15 hours to assemble. And that is, there's a point there where there's a diminishing return. If it takes you more than a certain amount of time, it's just not worth your time, right? We as humans, especially when we're starting out, don't really value our time in the way that I believe that we should. And that at least the $15 an hour mark. And if you're going to spend 15 hours to build something and you're paying yourself, right? Quote unquote, paying yourself $15 an hour to do it. And you should, you should be paying yourself more, but let's, you know, let's start low and work our way up. It will get to a point where you're not easily able to validate spending that less money. You might enjoy the build, which is totally fine, and then you're willing to take that loss, but you do have to look at it from a certain perspective of your time does have value to it. If you have a day job, your time obviously has a value to it, and if you don't have a day job, start valuing your damn time because there is value there, and if you don't value it correctly, you're going to find yourself wasting a lot of it for no damn reason. Oh, do, do, do. And as we go through this, you'll see that, you know, printers like the bamboo, right? The X1 carbon, the P1P, those are, you're up and running in 15 minutes. And the only reason you have to do any amount of screws in and out on those machines is because you have to remove some of the screws they use for shipping. I will say to this day, 
those are probably some of the easiest like unboxing experiences other than the fact that you have to lift the whole damn printer out of the box and not flip the box over and pull the box off someone with a bad back that's a problem for me but that's more of a personal problem rather than something that's an obvious manufacturer issue uh but yeah it's it's one of those cases of this time versus money i'm going to use prusa as an example because they offer nut and bolt kits and they offer fully assembled and on the mini they also offer the partly assembled although i do they still offer the full kit as the mini i don't know if they do but from my perspective the full kit on the mini was never worth it it was always get the mostly assembled or the fully assembled something to note as well if you are in a different country and you need to ship this thing in shipping something that is much larger will have a dim weight sometimes it's called a dimensional weight ups is kind of famous for this where your product might weigh three pounds but it's in a huge box so the box is billed at a 50 to 80 pound limit and your shipping cost just skyrocketed through the roof welcome to business and capitalism i guess i don't like it any more than you guys do speaking of which i'm gonna have to assemble and ship a prusa enclosure which is gonna be interesting because i don't have a box big enough to fit it so that'll be an upcoming stream where we assemble a prusa enclosure i just have to get paid for the enclosure and the building of it then we'll do the the stream on it 3d experiment says what is the largest layer size you can print fast and good enough quality with a 0.4 millimeter nozzle i'm having trouble going over 0.24 layers that depends on how hot you're going and the flow rate of your nozzle i'm gonna you guys distract me but that's okay these are, these are valuable questions generally speaking you don't want to go above 0.35 but the larger your layer height goes the more material you're pushing through the nozzle so you can't generally run the same speeds at 0.2 that you run at 0.3 unless you're still below the heating limit of your hot end every hot end has a level that it can't go beyond for most it's 12 to 15 millimeters cubed per second and to get around this, you can superheat the filament, right? Um, we have a more struder for the TAS-6, which is a 1.2 millimeter diameter nozzle with a 3 millimeter diameter filament. We can run about 35 millimeters a second with one layer or one millimeter thick layers, but we have to print PLA at like 250 C. So, yeah. But on sense, I got a question. We moved from square monitors to widescreen, but why do SLA printers follow this format? Why not a square screen? FDM printer build plates are square, so why doesn't SLA? I would guess that it's a manufacturing thing, that because we have been focusing on the widescreen format, that the manufacturing costs for those have come down, or since we've moved away from the square monitors, that those manufacturing uh, you know, systems have not come down in price as much so that's my opinion <laughs> anyways the kits i love them right but even when i buy prusa minis i'm buying the mostly assembled because i don't want to go through all that extra effort i think it's like 30 or 40 bucks difference while i recognize that you might want to enjoy this build process and there is literally nothing wrong with it it is a ton of time spent for something that necessarily 
isn't a good use of your time. Again, if it's your first printer, the nut and bolt kit might not be a bad move, or at least take a look at the nut and bolt kit instructions so that you are able to get a better idea of how to maintain the machine. Because that's the biggest problem with these machines is that the maintenance can drive you insane if you don't necessarily know what you're doing. And it's okay if you don't, but if you don't and you're afraid to learn, this industry might not be the right one for you, and you might have a better chance of outsourcing it to somebody like 3D Musketeers. Yes, that was an integrated call to action. You're welcome. Links in the description down below. <laughs> but don't be afraid, right? You can learn while somebody else does the work for you, and then buy a printer when you feel comfortable doing it. Jumping headfirst into a lake that you don't know how shallow it is can result in a broken neck. So it's best to get an understanding of how deep the water is before you decide how quickly you're going to get yourself into it. You know, precautions when you can. So, uh, Bircula says the Neptune 3 Pro goes together genuinely as quick as the montage videos show. It was 15 minutes from, of me watching a gaming streamer with my partner occasionally tightening a few screws. And again, we talked about that where those are kits that are made for shipping, where the companies are learning to flat pack better to reduce their shipping cost, either provide free shipping or not lose a bunch of margin on that shipping and not upset the consumer at the same time. We live in a world where free shipping is all but a necessity. And if you aren't doing it, customers tend to be a little bit upset. We're looking at in installing this idea of free shipping within 3D Musketeers. It's going to require me to raise my prices a little bit or eat some margin. But people love free shipping. And you know, that's why we pay you pay $144 a year for Amazon Prime to not only get things faster, but to not pay extra for shipping. And the vast majority of people will gladly pay that because it's one less thing they have to deal with in their lives, one less thing they have to think about. It just works. However, if you look at it, if you're not ordering a bunch from Amazon, that $144 might not actually be a good deal for you and waiting those couple extra days if you don't need it might end up being a better value in the long run but of course that's a case-by-case -case basis for those that are interested in doing that kind of research and look into it and now that amazon removed amazon smile i'm only a little salty about that i liked being able to give some you know money to charities even if it wasn't for my tax benefit purposes it was for amazon's Uh, Glenn Larson says, I almost went full send with a Voron 2.4 kit for my first FDM. I'm incredibly thankful I did not. I saw a completed one and didn't realize it was an in it was in depth as it was. I had it in the cart. Yeah, that's kind of why I've avoided Vorons. Not just because originally their community was pretty toxic, but like, dude, it is so much effort to build a Voron. And I know that the second one goes like half the time, but I've never built a Voron before. I've never worked with Clipper or anything like that. So my knowledge is pretty much at a zero line for that. I'm looking at this like, man, if I can't find a good way to get super chats during those streams, I might as well just pay a staff member to do the streams for me because that would be a better value from a business case, right? So it's this weird 
move of the YouTube channel being both a business and a hobby for me because I do enjoy it. It doesn't currently make me money, but the goal is for it to get there so that the company can have a secondary source of revenue. We talked about this in previous episodes where diversification of revenue streams is a necessity for a business to survive these trying times, if you will. And if you don't diversify your revenue streams, you might find yourself counting your chickens before they hatch and finding you have a lot less than you thought you did. Papa Bear AZ is here saying, yo, how you doing? Uh, so Sun Turtle asks, Sun Turtle Camper asks, why doesn't Prusa use injection molding? From my understanding, it's because they don't need to. Uh, it is easier for them to stand up a print farm than it is for them to stand up an injection molding machine. The expense of cutting molds is pretty high. And to be clear, the Prusa Mini uses quite a few injection molded parts that, as far as I'm aware, Prusa does in-house. But they are still utilizing printed parts where they feel it's necessary. And part of me likes this, but the other part of me doesn't. If they actually release the files for it, I couldn't care either way if it's injection molded or it's 3D printed. That's what a company feels is the best move for them. But because Prusa has all of these printers in their print farm and they make their own filament, they have vertically integrated. This is a, a term utilized where you control as many aspects of the supply chain that you can, right? Filament is a big problem. It's expensive. But if you make your own filament, you don't pay that middleman, which is a production company, their premium so that they're making a profit. You're able to get it at cost. And cost is pretty low, right? We're seeing companies out of China able to produce filament landed in the United States for sub $10 a roll. Now, of course, they're utilizing incredibly cheap labor. In the Czech Republic, they're not going to have that cheap of labor, but it will certainly be less than the money that Prusa is charging to the average consumer. So they're able to take advantage of that. Similarly, with injection molding, your cost, most of it, is taken up right at the molds, right? Now, of course, if you have to buy the machine, there's that thing too. But the mold is expensive. It's going to take multiple hours for someone to design it, mill it, verify it, and then put it into the machine and start injecting. And as... One of our Patreon members, I'm not going to name him, I know who he is, but as one of our Patreon members knows, injection molders can be really, really picky and make more of a mess for you than a 3D printer. If you wake up with a blob of doom, imagine that on a machine that is putting 200 tons worth of pressure on something and it has a blowout. Just think about how bad that one is to clean. Oh, okay. He wants to actually be called out. It is Gregory Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he wanted to be called out. I didn't know he wanted to be called out. Uh, but yeah, it is uh, It is rough. And S3D Experiments says, free shipping makes comparison shopping easier. Traditionally, we haven't done it for our clients, but it's something that I'm looking at doing because the business case is now offering free shipping. We've just raised our prices to compensate for it, but because we don't post our formula for pricing... There's no way for anybody to know that the pricing has changed at all unless I publicly talk about it. Right. Anyways, Balance says, here in the UK, we got self-checkouts. They prompt at the end if you want to donate to charity by rounding up the price. If you press no, the machine will only give you pennies back. I kind of love that level of malicious compliance. That's beautiful. But something to note, I understand that a lot of you want to do good in this world and donate to charity. But don't 
donate through another company because there are tax benefits to donating to charity, at least here in the United States. If Walmart asks if you want to round up for whatever foundation it is, Walmart is going to take that money, donate it, and take the tax write-off. You could just put all of that money together at the end of the year, donate it yourself, and take the tax write-off yourself. Yeah, companies are literally charging you money so that they can pay less in taxes. And it's brilliant. It's freaking brilliant. And now that you know this, it's going to upset you because you effectively feel guilted into giving that money. When in reality, if anything, you should be guilting the company into giving you money to donate on their behalf. It's, it's such a weird cycle the way that psychology works in the buying process. And that is one of my favorite case studies around it. Yeah, there's your there's your mind F of the day right there. Sun Turtle Camper asks, how much energy does an injection molding facility take compared to a farm? Because you can go through the parts faster, you should be able to do it for less. All right, looking at the price of an injection molded part. So if you're looking at a kit like the Solval SV06, fully injection molded. There is not a printed part on that machine. Because they knew that in an economies of scale level, that is... The more parts that you make, the less it makes sense to 3D print. There is always a break-even point. And you can calculate this. When you know the upfront cost of your mold, you know the cost that it is to produce each of your parts, and then the cost of it to ship to you, right? Basically, that is the in-your-house or in-your-warehouse landed cost. Then you see what it costs you to 3D print it, whether you choose to outsource it to a company like 3D Musketeers or you choose to insource it by building your own print farm. You can look at those numbers and see where those lines cross each other. If you are predicting and are able to. Oh, I did just drop a frame. If you can predict and are able to basically run this a little bit easier and know where these lines cross you'll have a better experience when it comes to building this out, if you will. You'll have a better experience. And you'll know where that break-even point lands. Because at some point, it doesn't make sense anymore to do it. And I believe Prusa has crossed that line a long time ago, but I believe they do it because it's more of a marketing thing for them. It shows that their machines are tanks and are able to do this kind of thing. Looking at a company like Bamboo, they opted from the beginning to do injection molded parts, and I get it. When you raise nigh on $6 million, or maybe it was $7 million, on Kickstarter, your option is to go into injection molding. Your ramp up will be vertical, and injection molding is pretty much the only way you're going to survive that uh, travesty that is that hill climb. If you all of a sudden try to 3D print a hundred thousand parts for printers in the better part of a couple of months without a farm of thousands of printers you're gonna have yourself a bad time because remember the mark 3s uses over a dozen 3d printed parts and quite a few of them are very large and are not fast prints now mind you the prusa print farm is not the best parts on the world in fact it is always been told that if you buy an MMU-2S, the first thing you should do is just reprint all the parts for it because the farm parts are not all that great. They'll work, but the parts that you print will work better, generally speaking. And that's where 
Prusha has upped their speed at a cost of quality. It still works, but it's not as good as it could be. Is it as good as it should be? That's up for you to decide. Love to know what you guys think. Let me know. So yeah, 3D Experiment says standard deduction makes our donations moot, but we still donate anyway. Yeah, right. Being able to feel good and donate is is phenomenal. Do that. And I love you for it, right? But don't overextend. It's like playing the lottery. Some people like to play the lottery. It's gambling. If you like to do it, great. I'm happy for you. But make sure you're not going to go buy $10,000 of tickets just because you think you can beat the odds. I want to be clear. You probably can't beat the odds. And you're not that episode of Darknet Diaries where the the people figured out how to break the lottery in some foreign country. By the way, Darknet Diaries, great podcast. Jack Recyder does a phenomenal job. And if you're into anything tech, especially in the cybersecurity world, you'll love Darknet Diaries. Why am I giving ads for companies that don't pay me? Jack, hit a boy up or something. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, and Joseph Story says, I wish I got a discount for self-checkout. Yeah, isn't that weird the way the world works? They have basically utilized people's social anxiety to their benefit in that we don't normally like talking to people and we don't like waiting in line. Self-checkout means that you can burn through your items as quick as you want, right? Scan as fast as you want. You bag your own stuff and you go. But they're eliminating a job. They're eliminating somebody's paid job to sit there and actually, you know, scan the parts uh depending on the you know store you're going to there might be a dedicated bag person as well there might not be and so they're eliminating upwards of a few jobs for every single self-checkout that exists but the difference is self-checkout takes so much less space it is more efficient and cost effective for the consumer what we don't realize is we're working for the company at that point we are literally scanning our items so that we can pay them for scanning our items yeah yeah i'm sorry uh, we're dropping these knowledge bombs today and i'm sorry <laughs> anyways back to like you know build versus bought why are we always tangent so much so much All right. <sighs> so the benefits of an assembled 3D printer is you take it out of the box, you put it on the damn table, you, you take out any random bits of hardware that you need to remove any foam and click print, right? My bamboo experience should have been like that. The bulk of the people's bamboos experience are like that. And I am excited to hopefully have that experience. That's a soon TM. My printer did get back to Bamboo on Wednesday, so I am waiting to hear from them. I have no communication with them since Wednesday, so we'll see what they have to say. I'll reach out to them on Tuesday if I don't hear anything back, because at that point I should have heard something back. But, uh, you know, there is a lot with that, and being able to take a machine out, set it on a table, load it with filament, click print, and it just does it for you is crazy valuable from a business case. And I know you might not like certain companies, but you can't ignore the value that they bring to the industry. It's just, it's just math. And if you don't 
see that there is value to that fully assembled machine that you don't have to do anything with, you might not be valuing your time appropriately. So stay tuned. We're going to get into the valuing of time and probably do an entire episode on it as well. But we'll get to it toward the end of this. So stay tuned. Gregory Pfeiffer with the $10 Super Chat says 3D printing for orders under 100 a month and injection molding for orders of 100 a day. Do I agree with that? Sometimes. So like we did a run for a client of 5,000 pieces. It did not make sense to injection mold it. It was so much faster to 3D print it. Their cost was higher, but they wanted the product faster. It was a very, very small part. I mean, it was maybe three or four millimeters thick, and it wrapped around a cylindrical unit and had a magnet in it. So it was very, very simple to create. They just wanted the 3D printed part. They would take care of the assembly and all of that on their own. And we did 5,000 pieces. It took us less than a week to do it because we were able to fit something like 100 per printer, and that was being really kind about it. So we were able to finish this up so fast for this guy, a mold would not have even been cut in that time. And yes, while injection molding would have probably done a multi-part mold where they would have done maybe 20 or 30 of them with a single shot, and that's a shot of plastic, the cost and time to cut that mold did not make sense for this client. They ran the numbers, I ran the numbers, and they said the value of having it faster means more to them than the value of having it cheaper. And I kind of appreciate the hell out of that. Just like I appreciate when you leave a like. <laughs> uh, Greg says, again, if it's for work, that super short downtime from box to printing is hella valuable. That's why I like cheaty printers. Glenn Larson says, heck yeah. I took both my CR10 and SV04 out, had them assembled and printing in less than 45 minutes each. Not counting fine tuning and all that, but still printing. See, that fine tuning bit, that's the one that's going to bite you in the ass potentially. If you spend a bunch of time fine tuning, you don't spend a bunch of time utilizing your machine and while i recognize it might be good enough good enough is not always good enough for me i want it to be something where it is a little bit easier to use why do people go and buy the brand newest iphone on the planet every single time apple puts out a new product why because they just want the best thing and they just want it to work why did bamboo raise six million dollars on kickstarter because people wanted the best thing and they just wanted it to work again your mileage may vary they're a new company but there is a ton of value in that and bamboo has taught that to the 3d printing community let's talk about that as well so previous right the big printer in the game was the Ender 3, right? Or Ender 3 clone of some sort, which is a clone of a Prusa, but I'm not going to get into that. You paid for Micro Center, 100 bucks, but otherwise about $200 for this. Not a ton, but, you know, not insignificant either. You spent maybe 45 minutes to an hour getting those screws screwed in because the bolts kind of suck, the screw holes kind of suck. And it's always a pain to put together. Then you're going to spend another 15 minutes leveling the bed. You're going to spend another 30 minutes yelling at yourself as to why it doesn't print properly. You're going to spend another 10 minutes going through tightening up all the V-wheels. Then you're going to find yourself with a five-second 
time to subscribe to 3D Musketeers and look at their videos all about working on printers that do need that uh, help, like the Z Offset video, the 3D printer video, like the Z Offset video, the uh, bed leveling video, the V Wheel video. We, we did these videos for a reason, you know, go, go take a look at those. <laughs> but you'll, you'll realize very quickly, you're sinking so much cost into this in the form of time that while it is fun, it is a monumental waste of time. And at some point that $200 printer is worth seven, $800 of your time versus the $200 you spent out of pocket for it. That's where this line starts to get muddy. Because it's not just about how expensive the printer is. It's not just about how easy it is to assemble. It's not just about all these little factors. It is everything combined into one. The price you pay, how easy it is to service, how quick it is to assemble, if that's even required. Then what, you know, the maintenance looks like, the cost of the parts for it, and how often you should be performing that maintenance. If all of those don't align with a system that equals out to you as something that is valuable, you might decide that one, that printer might not be for you, but two, to go with something that might be fully assembled versus a kit build. Because that time, specifically that time, can really change the outcome as to how much money you actually spend on the product itself. Looking at the Prusa Mark 3S, right? They're about 800 bucks as a kit and what, 1100 fully assembled. So that's $300 difference. If you pay yourself 50 bucks an hour, yeah, your first build, it's probably better to get the fully assembled. But we recommend that you don't. And even as a business, I would recommend that your first printer is not one that's fully assembled. You need to understand how a hot end works, how thermistors work, how the entire extruder system works, how stepper motors work, and what to watch out for for the wires. You need to understand where the fans go for the wiring. You need to understand where everything goes so that in the event that something fails, you're able to quickly fix it. One of the biggest failures that we have on the Prusas are their bed thermistors. They die th uh, between three and six months, pretty much. And I keep a bag of them laying around, like over a dozen of them. Because you could just find the broken connection, solder it, and move on. I'm not going to do that. We're just going to outright replace it. But I also just bought more Kapton tape because they use Kapton tape to stick the thermistor to the bed. You can reuse that tape a few times, but eventually you need to buy more tape. That is one of those cases where I wish we had better resource for taking care of that particular thermistor cable. It is really, really weak, but there really isn't a better way that I found to do it other than changing the jacketing of it from a more of a hard material to a soft silicone, where I think it will give it a little bit more strain relief, where clearly there is some sort of strain in the system. But that doesn't mean I don't see value in knowing how to change it. I can change out a bed thermistor in less than five minutes. You know, unplug the printer, pull it out, flip it over, open up the enclosure, find that connector, unplug the connector on the underside of the bed, rip the tape off, pull the thermistor out, rip it out of its sheeting, sheathing, put the new one in, and then send it. You're done. No problems at all. But that instance is not always the cleanest, right? 
if you mess up even a little bit, it can run a ton of time extra where you might not find that practice to be all that usable. So, you know, your mileage may vary. I am still dropping frames. Let me try by lowering the stream rate just a little bit. There. I'm hoping maybe lowering the stream rate will help because we've still we're dropped. We've dropped 2000 frames uh, since the last time OBS updated. And I can actually see I'm, I'm dropping internet frames. Or I'm dropping packets. So fun things. Um, anyways. So Sun Turtle Campers asking which 3D printer technology is best bed slinger versus Core XY. That all depends on your use cases. Some people find a lot of benefit in bed slingers because they're way more affordable to manufacture. So you can get a lot of value for less money. But Core XY is going to give you better prints generally much faster, especially when you start at adding things like Clipper. You can put Clipper on a bed slinger, but it's nowhere near as effective as it is on a machine that has a Core XY setup because you're not slinging a big damn bed around. The inertia of a moving bed is a monumental pain in the ass and is a contributing factor to why these large bed slinger printers can only print so fast. They've got a lot of mass that they have to move in the form of their thick bed. So if you go with a Core XY where the bed moves up and down or like a Voron 2.4 where the just gantry moves up and your bed is completely stationary, you can move your printer way faster and be able to hit much higher print speeds than you normally would with another technology. But they require a lot more components, so they're way more expensive to build. However, with economies of scale, that cost does come down relatively quickly. So the downsides of the kit, right? We've talked about this. It's time right? It's a ton of time invested into it. And while you might find the building experience of like a Prusa kit to be enjoyable because, oh, I'm buying an $800 bag of gummy bears. Great. I'm happy for you. But there is a lot of time, right? When Amber, when Amber built her first Prusa, it took a little bit under 12 hours. It took a bit. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? My first one took like around that same amount of time. But her second one, I would guess, would be much faster. We haven't gotten any more Mark III S's in, uh, so there really isn't a purpose for us to be building any more of them. But there is a value to it, right? Because now you know how to build it. But I will tell you, she knows how to service them a lot better now, and she has a Mark 2.5, and a lot of that does transfer over pretty readily. And that's the big point. That knowledge is useful no matter what printer you have to, you know, be able to service it. Because again, that servicing will happen. But the downside is it's a massive upfront expenditure in your time to make the time that you need in the future be significantly less. That comes to a time value of money and whether you'd rather put more effort into it now or slowly more effort as you work in the future. That's a personal preference. Me, I'd rather front load it. Let me know what you guys think. Zombie Hedgehog re-upping his membership. Five months of basic support. Thank you, sir. It's great having you here hanging out with us. I appreciate it. Mm. It'd be funny if that had alcohol in it. 
It doesn't, but it'd be funny if it did. These these podcasts would get a lot funnier. <sighs> okay, so the downsides of an assembled printer, right? You're paying more money for it. That's really about the only one. And if you don't come with that experience of knowing how to modify, you know, work on and maintain a 3D printer, a fully assembled printer is a lot of effort because you're going to find yourself having to go back to the manual. And who likes reading manuals? Not I, says the pig. I don't like manuals at all. In fact, I generally say manual. See you later, nerd. I like learning things the hard way. And I know everyone's like, yeah, go figure he does. But it means that I get a better understanding for it. Reading a manual only shows me what a company wants me to see. Now for a nut and bolt kit, read the damn manual. But for a fully assembled printer, a lot of times those manuals are real thin. It's like, hey, plug it in, remove these couple of screws, load in the filament, click this and enjoy. You have a new 3D printer, right? You know, I, I don't know. It's a different experience. And if you are going for that unbox to print as quickly as possible, yeah, you're, you're not going to beat that with a stick. But you have to look at, well... You might spend a lot of time maintaining it because you don't know how to do it. But there comes there comes this, this fun time of where maybe you start with a kit. You start with your first printer being a nut and bolt kit. And then the next one you buy after that is fully assembled or this, you know, folded flat, four bolts mostly assembled. Now that, that has a lot of value to it. You're now looking at an instance where you've learned all the methods to maintain the machine. And then you're just buying one out of the box. So you know what you're doing. And so if you do need to maintain this machine, it's not that difficult. And in a print farm or a business atmosphere, it's not often you're buying from a lot of different manufacturers, right? Right now, here in the shop, we're pretty much pretty consistent in our manufacturers. Elegoo for resin printers, Prusa for FFF. We have some other manufacturers as well, but the consistency is there. The Sovels, very, very similar. Their extruders are a little bit more complicated to use, but, you know, fine. And while we do have some Creality printers as well, they're not used for the business. They're pretty much just for the YouTube channel. And some really big parts that we don't necessarily have other machines to do right? It all kind of depends on what your use case is. But if you limit the manufacturers that you have, that maintenance learning curve very quickly flattens out to being no extra effort because you already know how to do it, even though you're buying more and more and more printers. But that means you have more and more and more maintenance. So maintenance is a little bit trickier than that. So for a first-timer, I recommend the nut and bolt kit. I also recommend a Prusa, right? I know that they're expensive. I know that they're not the fastest. I know they're not the prettiest. But, you know, they do just work. And there is so much value into something that just works. Trust me. As a business owner, I want to be able to have the confidence that I can go to my printer, click print, and walk away. I don't want to have to sit there and watch the first 30 layers, make sure things don't warp. No. Nope, nope, nope. I just want things to work. And while I do buy kits, 
I buy them because I am still a hobbyist at heart and I still enjoy that kind of thing. I am still an engineer at heart. I'm still a tinkerer at heart. I still love all of these things and love to do them. But there is this fun problem of, but Grant, you bill your time at $150 an hour. So if you're spending six hours to build a Prusa, you're adding another, what, $900 of expense to the machine. Yeah, I am. But you know what? I find it incredibly therapeutic. And to me, I can do it like late night, early morning, maybe, you know, before I was doing YouTube a bunch, you know, on a weekend when we're not busy doing other stuff anyways. And it's just a good little project for me to keep focused on. And if that's you, that is totally fine. But don't ignore the fact that, yeah, you're probably not getting the best deal. Acknowledge it, accept it, and then you can move on. And as Mad Cat says, I, I never sleep. I went to bed, I saw 3.30 in the morning, and I was up by 8. So that's not that bad. But I'm in a lot of pain because yesterday I tried mowing my grass again. And to the people that have pulled into my backyard and either parked their trucks and their dualies, they're all dualies because the, the, the tire tracks make sense. Uh, screw you guys because it means I'm now bouncing all over the place while using the lawnmower because we have two acres of land and I have to use a riding tractor. My God, my back hurts. I have had a couple of like a good week of like a solid good back week, which is awesome. And I've been taking crazy advantage of that. And I'm like, I'm going to go mow the grass. My God, that was a dumb decision, but the grass is getting pretty long. So it was, it was required. And that was only after spending three hours, I think fighting with that lawnmower. But I laugh because uh, I, I talk about my 21 year old Honda that I drive every day. I also have a Honda push mower that is self-propelled. And uh, we were joking. And I sent a picture in our discord of like how buried it is. Uh, there's like some you know, plastic pots and bottles and things that we use, uh, for the garden. And, uh, I like, I'm going to pull this thing out. I'm going to pull the choke and I'm just going to pull start it. It's going to work. And yep. First start damn thing worked. So Honda power versus, uh, the other one is a, is Troy built motor. Yeah, probably is. Anyways, that, that that's my rant for the day. That's the rant you're going to get. Uh, zombie says grass. I just finished dealing with a foot of snow. Uh, zombie, it is 30 C here right now. It is freaking hot or 85 Fahrenheit for those that like it in the freedom measurements. Um, Madcast has make my brother do it. He doesn't live with me. So not going to do that. And uh, I, I'm nice to Amber. I'll, I'll go mow the grass. Uh <laughs> And as Zombie says, make sure your first custom printer isn't a Voron V0. There is a big difference between the Voron build guide and the Prusa build guide, right? Voron does not consider themselves a company. Ask them yourselves. They don't consider themselves a company. I regret to inform you, Voron people, you're a company. I understand that from the legal standpoint, you might not be, but come on. You're a company. Like, we... We all know this. Unfortunately, they don't put that amount of time and effort into building their build guides, which is fine. They're not really getting paid to do it, right? They're a group full of people that are passionate about 3D printing and built something that does just work all the time. And 
while there are options out there, like the LDO kit that does come with instructions, it is not perfect. And I would say the Prusa manual is about as close to perfect as you can get. Oh, my brother here saying I've offered. He won't let me. Yeah, I won't let you because I don't want to. Okay, this is a personal thing, and I don't know if I've ever talked about this. I hate the fact that I'm disabled, and I like pretending that I'm not. And doing stuff like that allows me to pretend I'm not disabled and gives me that freedom to feel normal again and then the next day hate myself. But, you know, again, it, it's a personal thing. It's an ego thing. It's absolutely an ego thing. But that doesn't make me worse of a person. I forgot to click the button. Well, hopefully I got everything that I need. But no, I, I, I am trying to live a normal life, and that shouldn't involve relying on others to do basic chores for me. That's not fair to them, right? And I don't want them to ever feel as though I'm taking advantage of that. So unless I'm unable to move, I will do the work myself. Um, Madcat says denial is more than a river in Egypt. Well, Madcat, it would be a lot easier if I had a bunch of money, but I don't. Uh, and getting a company to come and cut this grass, the lowest quote I got was $250 a cut. Duff says, you're not disabled, Grant, just special. I hate you, Duff. <laughs> I hate you guys. Uh, but yeah, as Zombie says, the Voron build is not a good build to start with. A if a company does not offer a full kit where you don't have to buy anything and the instructions are really, really good, don't buy a kit, right? Don't buy a kit that you have to self-source all the parts for. My God, do not do that, especially for your first printer. If you want to do it because you enjoy the hobby, please, absolutely do it. You'll enjoy it. I have faith in you. However, if it is not something that you're comfortable doing, don't do it. Don't put yourself in a situation where you've got that problem. So, yeah. Spolex says, Grant, you sound like my wife. She's got spina bifida, but can still walk. She ain't shopping until she... She ain't stopping until she's buried. I read that as stop, as shopping. Um, Yeah, and I, I guess this has been ever since my injury in that... I value mobility a lot more than I used to. Um. It's so like, I guess, I don't know if we'll ever use this footage, but I was out at a municipal airport last week. Uh, and after the show ended last week, I grabbed my camera gear and I went back there to film some footage for them. They didn't have anybody to film footage, so I did it. And uh, that hurt, but it was so much fun. It was so much fun when I was doing it. I knew that I was hurting myself a little bit, so I eased up and I did okay the next day. But it was still just one of those those things. Um, I guess I filmed a little bit yesterday. There was an electric vehicle decathlon happening at the local high school. The engineering professor invited me out, so I went over there. I guess he's a fan, so hi uh, if you watch these things. Or hi to the students of Kirkland Ranch Academy of Innovation. You all should not be watching these episodes. Uh, go watch the edited episodes because we bleep the cussing in there. <laughs> um. Zombie says, if you are, the LDO trying kit is probably the easiest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that will likely be the first Voron that we build. Although I would love it to be a 2.4. I don't think I can get Jason to kick me a 2.4 kit uh, for free. 
So I think I'd be better, uh, you know, buttering them up with a 2.4 because <laughs> I don't need another printer or a, 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 a Trident. I don't need another 3D printer. Uh, I want more, but I don't need them, right? I'm starting to run out of space. Uh, Mr. Emmendon says my, my fifth printer was a Prusa kit. I'd be curious to know what your other machines were. Uh, Mad Cat says carrying 40 pound, 18 kilo bag of cat litter to the bathroom wrecked my back yesterday. I, I feel that. I, I feel that. Um, Daryl Smith is freaky new wife. How are you, my friend? Oh, I hate talking to people, I guess. Worse, Peter is here. The resident troll that people don't realize is a troll, but we love him anyways. Uh, Daryl Smith says it's always better with alcohol. Oh, Daryl is way back. <laughs> Daryl, Daryl's not live. Um, or is this really further not live? Oh, oh, well. Um, anyways, at the end of the day, there are business cases for both, right? I believe a kit like a Prusa is amazing for a first timer and is a business. I still believe that a Prusa kit is a phenomenal first printer. But if you decide that you're going to open a business and you're going to build a 2.4 as your first printer, I regret to inform you, you're going to spend so much money in your time. And don't get me wrong. It will be a phenomenal printer that will likely outperform any other printer in your shop and will be incredibly reliable if you build it correctly. But that's a lot of effort that might not be worthwhile. So you have to consider where that effort and, you know, learning experience goes. But buying a printer like a bamboo that is out of the box and printing, if you get a lemon like mine or some of the others that I've seen, you're going to spend more time than I did trying to resolve those errors, and you might not feel as though you've had a good experience. So if you are going to do this as a business, taking the risks on new companies is not always the best option. It is better, most of the time, to wait and let those new companies figure themselves out, get their kinks ironed out, if you will, and then go and support them when they can prove that they have a good support system that they're sitting under. I did not wait as long as I should have, and I paid the price for it. And people question my ethics. It bothers me, but it is what it is. That's life. And I believe Bamboo can pull themselves out of it, but they've got an uphill battle to go. Buying a fully assembled Prusa, while it's not going to be the fastest printer, it's not going to be the sexiest, it's certainly not going to be the, uh, you know, the largest machine on the planet, it is going to work, and there's a lot of value there. Now, Prusa has had some issues, but Prusa customer support will have you out new parts lickety-split. That's what I love about them. That's why I'm a fanboy. Not just because the printers are good, but because their entire ecosystem is valuable to not only consumers, but businesses as well. Spurlock said we had to cut a massive tree that fell across our driveway. Sad 150-year-old feeling it today. By the power of hernia, I have the power. If you do have a hernia, please go get that checked. Please. Uh, Madcast says he's aiming for resident troll status. You're going to have to fight worse, Peter. But you guys are good guys. You know, 
it's true. Zombie says there is a pre-built 2.4. Is that that, um, the one with a bunch of O's in it? I forget the name of it. Uh, the one with a bunch of O's in it. I, I totally forget what it is. Uh, Spurlock says, I see the Voron is more of a hot rod while the Prusa is the reliable pickup truck. The Voron is the kit car, right? It's the, uh, you know, it's the LS swapped Miata, right? Where you're doing the LS swap. That damn thing is going to burn tired any gear you want it to, but it's probably going to give you trouble. Although it's an LS, so it probably won't give you a ton of trouble as long as you don't boost the hell out of it. But that is more work than just buying a Viper, right? But a Viper is nowhere near as reliable as something like a Camry. The Prusa is the Corolla, the 90s Corolla. That is the Prusa Mark 3S. It ain't pretty. It's not pretty at all. Like, it, the paint sucks. Uh, but you know what? It's got a quarter million miles on the clock and the motor's barely broken in. That's what a Prusa is. And if you want the hot rod and you want that street car that's a four-cylinder but you swapped it with a V8, by all means. But no, that comes with extra problems. You know, like police. Because we all know you don't V8 swap a Miata to go sit in traffic with it. You feel me? You have to understand who you're going after and why you're going after it. If you V8 swap a Miata, it's not because you like driving slow. If you buy a 90s uh, Corolla, it's because you like driving slow. But you like driving reliably slow. <laughs> uh, pickup trucks reliable. Da up north? No. Down south, yes. Oh, okay, Voron actually sells them straight up. Trundon, yes, Trundon. Yeah, see, it has a bunch of O's in it. Uh, but no, I guess there is, like, a straight Voron kit. That's kind of cool. That's fully assembled. Can't knock off an open source project. I mean, you kind of can. You, you kind of can. Oh, here we go, Ronnie with the Voxel Omega. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Duff says VTech, let's go. The Corolla Prusa metaphor is perfect. It kind of is. <laughs> it, it, it kind of is. Uh, yeah, John also says, I buy the Corolla to make sure I get there eventually. That's right. You'll have a lot more fun in a V8 swap Miata. I promise you. They are way too much fun. But you're going to get in trouble for it, right? And you're going to find yourself potentially needing a part that you can't just go get at a regular store. Right? Those drive shafts, because it's a different drive shaft. Those are not easily. You can't just like walk into a store and buy that drive shaft unless you know someone that has access to it. So, yeah. Sebastian Jackal says, or you need to deliver sushi really, really fast while blasting European. <laughs> there there's some moods in this chat right now. I'm I'm there for it, right? I'm I'm there for it. Y do we have a whole community full of car guys too? Cause I'm, I'm a car guy. Like uh, I was talking about it the same way as I talk about my Honda. Cause I do all my own maintenance. I just did the driver's side window regulator and accidentally ripped the tint off. I was so mad at myself. And I did this as a one guy thinks so like holding the window up when you take the window motor out is tough to do with one hand. So you wrap packing tape around the frame of the window. Assuming your door has a window frame, which mine does, which is great. It was useful. 
But me being the idiot that I am, peeled the tape off and peeled it off so fast it took a tape section piece of tint with it. And I'm reminded of my stupidity every time I drive that car. But boy, does that window work great. This is a $50 part that I bought off of Amazon, not an OEM. I watched a 20-minute YouTube video like three times to figure out how to do it. I might have watched it a fourth time while I was doing the door because I got confused in an area. But I had the whole thing done in less than two hours. And even if I pay myself $150 an hour, I still saved over $200 versus taking it into the dealer, right? So there's a value to that. And now I know how to do it for next time. My car is so old that parts just start breaking. They start wearing out, right? The window motor didn't die. The gear teeth on it stripped out because it's been used so much. It happens. It's normal. <laughs> I love how we're arguing about cars in the chat. My brother says, taking my AE86. Macket says, long as we're having fun, who cares about the topic? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Man Guy Dude says, I wonder what card Ender 3 would be. What car would an Ender 3 be? Oh, I know uh, an Ender 3. An Ender 3 is going to be that used car on Craigslist that says, you know, it's a 90s Honda, right? You know, oh, Cylinder 3's got a little bit low compression, but it runs just fine. She burns a little bit of oil, but it's fine. Just make sure you add a quart every week or so. Uh, 2000 OBO, I know what I got, no lowball offers. That is what the... the uh, the Enderus. Although uh, we're seeing Ford Pinto. <laughs> we're seeing Yugo. <laughs> it's not a Honda Prelude. Those have the old VTEX. Those are good. Ain't it A8 is the Pinto, as Spurlock says. Yeah, the Ain't it A8 is the Pinto. Do we need an entire... You know what? Um, Someone put this in, in, in the business stuff channel in the Discord. We need to create a calendar or some sort of poster with uh, printers versus the cars they embody. I need to do this and this needs to happen and we need to sell it because that is hilarious. And I want to do this so bad. Bruno Bronowski. Sure. Says Jeep JK owner here. It's the Voron of automobiles. Okay. But to be clear, right? Do you put your Voron up on a curb because you can? No. Jeep guys do that and I don't get it. I would say if you have a Voron with a big tree tech in it, that is the Jeep because big tree tech sends you duckies when you buy uh, boards from them. And that's a Jeep thing to put ducks on Jeeps, I guess. I, I, I don't I don't own a Jeep anymore. Um, Sun Turtle Camper says, I miss my old car. Had a Subaru Impreza, first model, two edition, no turbo, true supercar. Miss it a lot don't miss the gas bill. You probably don't miss the head gasket bill. You probably don't miss the fact that you have to breathe into a vape to start it. I mean, come on. That is Subaru life right there. <laughs> and I nailed it. All right. Bruno says I nailed it. Oh, I love it. The car stereotypes are gorgeous and I love everything about it. Uh, oh, you guys are awesome. Uh, man guy dude says, I think Honda Civic is the Ender 3 because they get all kinds of mods with ridiculous colors. Yeah, but you can... You can generally build up a uh, a K motor from a Civic to do five or six hundred horsepower with reasonably stock internals and a decent turbo, probably a built transmission because you probably won't get that power to the ground. 
way faster than you can build an ender to do to do that so you know maybe that's a thing about uh the use cases of the parts and how quickly you can do that i don't know uh john also says got to drop chores to run thanks grant everyone always love the chat see you john enjoy the rest of your day and my brother says he misses his 06 legacy gt wagon so badly that was an interesting car you probably shouldn't have crashed it <laughs> I'm so mean. That's so mean. Uh, oh, well, it happens. Super Impreza, you can't, you can't kill. You can. It's the head gaskets every time. It's always the head gaskets. Uh, the Ender is the Honda Civic with just an eBay exhaust. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 And Greg Pfeiffer knows that wagons are better than coops. Um. What's going on? Oh, we have some messages. To, why, why are we deleting? Why are we deleting messages, zombie? Uh, zombie, I like those messages. I'm fine with this. Printers and cars calendar. I'm down for it. We're, we're here for that. Uh, anyways, Ender 3 is whatever car you complain about. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right. We're so far off track. Welcome. Welcome to the chat. Uh, it was accidental. He did it twice. Hopefully it wasn't accidental. Although, did, did we exit pocket dial? You hid someone's chat. The same guy you hit his chat twice. Oh, shit. You hid the guy from the channel. Zombie, unhide this guy from the channel, please. Because you deleted every one of his messages. We like Glenn Larson. Let him back in. Zombie. <laughs> Damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, mods. Somebody fix it. <laughs> He's been unhidden. Thank you. Glad and come back. I, I gotta see a message from him to know that he's still here. Uh, Greg says, I I will find my 96 Buick Roadmaster wagon. Yeah, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of car 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 geeks in here. Hopefully he comes back. Otherwise I'll have to go on my side and unblock him. <sighs> Damn it, zombie. <laughs> accidentally you accidentally Ah, oh, I love it. Mods are great. Mods are great. Everyone should have mods. All right. So how to manage this built versus bought, right? If you are a hobbyist that just likes building kits, build the damn kits, man. Have fun. Enjoy those kits. You're going to love it, right? If you are someone who wants the Apple of 3D printers, then buy them assembled and don't bother. Don't even bother the ones that are mostly assembled. It's not going to work. Ah, okay. Glenn is here. Glenn Larson's back. All right. He's here. Cool. Love it. Uh, 312 Wood Workshop says, hard to find good help nowadays. It's true. That's why I consistently tell people we are hiring. And we've actually had some good resumes come through. So thank you for those that uh, have brought resumes. We are actively hiring for engineers right now. We need more CAD people. Uh, so those of you that have interviewed with me, I am hoping to get you guys, uh, you know, interviewed again next week. Now that the staff has been able to review your resumes and I will reach back out to you. But as I told every one of you, even if we choose not to go with you, we'll let you know. Cause I'm not that kind of guy. Spurlock says there is a spectrum. One end is the tinkerer to tinker. Oh, okay. One is... One end is tinkerer to tinker, 
and the other is out of the box just works so yeah it's true there is a big spectrum and for those that want something in the middle that's the mostly assembled kits 312 workshop says 360 or autocad it's fusion 360 and you will need a a copy of fusion 360 because we do utilize the cloud feature you do not have to be you do not have to be local to tampa i don't care if you are but you do need to know what the hell you're doing so <laughs> worst peter says i'm more of a dog person but i would still work for you 3d musketeers yeah i mean hey if you want to submit a resume dude you know how to reach me yeah you can just dm it to me if you want um but yeah we are actively hiring people that is that is a thing that we are doing um oh yeah that's right there is also an interview with Thixum Dude on uh, on Maker Deck right now. That's a thing. So, anyways. All right. Moving forward. Glenn Lark says I'm over here cackling. Look, man, I thought that you got accidentally blocked, and I'm like, no, 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 we're trying not to be toxic. That's a toxic thing, and I know that it's a mistake, but it's toxic, and I'm trying to be the guy that isn't toxic. Oh. <sighs> Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's just funny. It's, it's just funny. All right. So managing this, it is a bit of a, it is a spectrum, right? You might enjoy building kits to begin with, but eventually find, ugh, I don't like it at all. It's good that I learned, but it's not a good use of my time. Then you look at machines you can get that are fully assembled. I do recommend finding a company that offers both options so that even if you choose to go from kits to fully built or from fully built to kits or somewhere in between, you're able to still utilize the same spare parts that you have laying around. You know how to service them because you've already figured it out and you trust that company because you've bought from them in the past and you like their equipment. That is the win. That's the win, right? Because then you have options. If the company you're buying from only has one option, like fully assembled and closed source, but you're looking for an open source kit of some sort, well, then you're not going to buy from them. And while I recognize a lot of companies don't want to deal with the customer support that comes along with building a kit, especially if your manual isn't all that good, there is a value to it from the consumer standpoint because consumers, especially in this industry, really like building kits. It's not just about saving money. It's about that education that comes along with it. And if you approach it that way, I think you end up with a situation where everybody can be pretty happy and the system as a whole benefits the consumer and enables them to make whatever decisions that they want for whatever reason that they want. 312 workshops this is a good bunch of people i try to make it a good bunch of people uh we deliberately uh didn't really block anybody from the wednesday video because i said that only proves that we can't have a discourse with problematic people uh glenn took it like a champ he did glenn's a good guy uh, Glenn's Bruno says at Glenn, I stopped watching walking dead when they killed you off. Sorry, not sorry. It's true though. Right. That show went downhill from there. All right. I'm just saying that show went downhill from there. Uh, oh, now we're getting into walking dead talk. 312 says, sorry, Glenn, I'm more of a Negan fan. <laughs> I was a Lucille fan. That was really the fan. I was a Lucille fan. Uh, yeah, but three, Greg says the Discord is even better. You can find a link at the $10 tier on Patreon. 
the $10 tier with YouTube channel members, and we now have a PayPal option as well if you prefer to do PayPal direct. <laughs> Swilk says, remember when everyone built their own computers if you wanted something good, and now you can just go get a good workstation gaming machine out of the box? It's true. You pay a premium for it. And you know what? I've got an editing PC right above me and the computer next to me. They are both custom built, and they both use um, almost identical parts. They have the same motherboard, same power supply, same graphics card, although technically they're different models. They're both 1080 Ti's. They have the same RAM. They have the same era of processors. Uh, I have a 10700K. The editing PC has a 10400 because I had a 10400 laying around. Didn't want to buy another one, right? I build them because I enjoy it, right? And I can't really find a case out there in a workstation build that isn't crazy expensive that has this case has nine i think three and a half inch hard drive bays in it because we needed a lot of hard drive bays it's it's what we needed but yeah the building your own computer market is so so on this 100 percent on this because it's exactly what we do i still build computers because i enjoy it right and when the power supply for my computer died I went to the editing PC, I ripped out its power supply, left all the cables in it, and then plugged it into my PC while I waited for the warranty one to come in. It was great. Yeah, we lost our editing PC for a couple of days, but I was still able to run my business. YouTube took a bit of a hit, but that's okay. I can still keep the money flowing. If we didn't have a, a power supply system like that, I would have been screwed. I use the same motherboard. So if there is something, I could literally just take the entire motherboard and CPU and slap it into my machine. The files won't be there. I'd have to move all the data files and all that, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> Greg says, Grant, you sound surprised that this gaggle of ADHD real in humans is off topic. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Matt Cass says, step away for a moment and we go from cars to computers. No ADD here, nah. <laughs> yeah. The prerequisite for cars, computers, and 3D printing. I need another C so we can do the uh, uh, Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica. Because uh, that, that would just be funny. Um, anyways, because then it's the CCP and I, I don't know how I feel about that. We could do 3C. Nope, Grant, that's a that's a communist joke. We're not, we're not, get, we're not going down that. Yeah, or we need CAD or CAT. I'm fine with that too. Cats are always good. Uh, Greenfield's not here. Greenfield's still on the standing set. I haven't brought haven't brought the Pusheen plush in yet. So, <laughs> cars, computers, and CAD. Car computers and corn dogs. Jake says, uh, "I'm not a huge corn dog fan. I don't know. Never, never really enjoyed them." Um. Anyways, yeah, like there's so much to this and. It's nuanced as hell, right? And it's not for the right reasons. Where is Miss Victoria? Miss Victoria is... Last I saw, she was in the bedroom? Yeah, she was asleep in my bed. I, I, I can't see my bedroom from here, but if she's not in her cat tree, she's not here, then she's asleep on my bed. In her bed. Because that's the only way. She will not sleep on anything that isn't her bed. Uh, but we have a night... We have an... Uh, Late 1800s, early 1900s era doll bed that was hand carved for her. She might be sleeping in that too. Uh, it was a doll bed. Bought it at a charity auction. Really pissed off some people because they asked, well, what are you going to use it for? My my cat? 
they were so salty about that. But I put it in front of a window so she can sit there and watch the birds. I mean, government security drones. Yep. Worst Peter says she's out hunting alligators again. Probably. Honestly. You know. Bringing them the, uh, the problem children. Dumping them into the pit of alligators. We don't have a pit of alligators. Or do we? Anyways, I think we've covered this. Um, unless you guys have any specific things further you want to talk about, I think we've covered this uh, build versus bought. And oh yeah, on the high-end side, you don't get kits. There, there aren't options, right? If you want a metal 3D printer, they don't come as kits. You buy them. And you buy service contracts. And you, you cry a little bit if you don't have a target market already. I think next week we do uh, marketing and advertising and all that. Maybe I try to bring in a marketing expert for that. Who do you guys know that's a marketing expert that would like to come and talk on a Sunday with me? Because that, that could be a lot of fun. And next week, we are going to do the unboxing and first print of an Anchor Make M5 that one of our Patreon members, Russ, donated to the channel. Uh, Russ doesn't have the time anymore and wants us to have a bit of fun with it. It was supposed to be yesterday, but the electric vehicle decathlon uh, really distracted me. And uh, it was cool. I got some great footage. Uh, that that sounds terrible, knowing what I'm about to say. One of the vehicles flipped over, and I caught it. The guy was totally fine. No issues at all. Uh, and they fixed the vehicle by smashing it on a curb. It, it was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah. yeah. And as Greg Larson says, uh, cars, computers, collateral, because some of these printers are mortgage payment. Yeah, some of these printers cost more than homes. Right, when you start looking at high-end metal printers, those are six and seven figures easy. Um, Hagantik says, don't forget the infrastructure needed for metal printers, like tons of argon and nitrogen. Yep. If you know about metal, I really want to do a talk about metal. I gotta bother SJ to come on here about metal. Metal talk is so much fun. Um, God, I, I should do a metal talk and have like a guitarist from a metal band on here too. And SJ, that would just be hilarious. I, I think we would have a lot of fun with that. Sun Total Camper says, which companies have open parts for downloading and printing? Sorry for a last moment question. There are a lot of companies that have open source 3D printers. The Sovol SV06 is now open source. Most of the enders are open source, but you really can't print a lot of parts for them. Um, Prusa is pretty much the best open source company that I'm aware of where you could print your own replacement parts. But a lot of these printers open or closed source both have upgrade parts you can print and add on, which is awesome. It's like the exact reason for having a 3D printer is to be able to do things like this. I love it. I am so happy that we as a community have found that we can also soup up our own 3D printers with a 3D printer. It's cool. And we can print little spoilers for our cars. I should do that. Damn it, I should do that. That'd be funny. Make a video out of that, maybe. We have some interesting content coming up. I have to do a gas can lid. Because I've lost the cap to my gas can somewhere. Uh, so that'll be a fun one. We've got maybe this week is going to be scan to CAD. I filmed the intro for it. When I'm done with the stream, I'm going to go to doing the actual taking the scan and making it CAD. So that'll happen soon. Uh, let me see what else. What else is coming up? It's like the only stuff that I have actually planned. 
Uh, Hagantic says, never forget McMaster Car has CAD for basically everything in their uh, inventory for any parts that you might need to print. And that includes for Swedish Fish. But there are some things they don't have CAD for. They do generally rely on the manufacturer to provide it. And it is pretty cool because you can actually, inside of Fusion 360, pull up the McMaster Car catalog and then send the parts directly into your Fusion workspace, which is just so damn cool. Spurlock says, I saw a school bus with a spoiler. Actually, next weekend, uh, if you guys are YouTube, if you guys like the car YouTuber world, you would know Cletus McFarland. His name is Garrett Mitchell. He owns a track called the Freedom Factory, which is an old oval track here in Bradenton. Uh, they're doing a school bus figure eight racing. Freaking Florida men. It's crazy. People are so weird, but I love it. Um, Glenn Larson says, I would love to make anything on an SL on a metal SLS printer. It would be incredible. I am I have talked with a metal company locally that does metal 3D printing, and we've discussed doing an entire series on how to utilize, run, post-process, and all that. The entire process of metal 3D printing. So if you guys want that stuff, leave it in comments so I can send it to them and convince them that we need to do this because They've been really, really difficult to schedule, but they are ISO 13845 or 485, whichever one is for medical. So they, they, they do like, they 3D print vertebrae out of metal, which is just so cool. I don't know what I would print. Probably the mini grant would be one of the things that I print because I'd just be cool to have a mini me made of metal. Uh, but yeah, when we do that series, we will take requests for things to, uh, to, to print. Um, so people can see both valuable, non-valuable, interesting, and that kind of stuff. hood ornament. Ah, uh, my car doesn't have one because it's a Honda. Or wait, does it? Shit, now I'm wondering if it does. Worst Peter says pew pew. Uh, I don't know if that machine's big enough to do it. Um, maybe we'll do a barrel. That would be cool, like a, a Glock barrel. I don't know. Super metal printing would be super cool. We are looking to book uh, Dan Bruneman. He owns a company called B-Jetting. They do binder jetting. I know, crazy. Uh, but he's been in the chat from time to time. And uh, yeah, he, he he's wanted to come on, so we're going to try to book him. Uh, Joel Telling at some point has got to be an upcoming guest. Uh, and trying to get um, Adrian and Mihai on here adrian being mars gizmo so mars is actually going to be on uh maker that money this coming friday so if you guys want to uh you can oh dan's here yep dan's here dan i'm gonna dm you we're gonna figure this out i always say i'm gonna do it and then i forget to do it uh but dude uh dan's actually gonna be on am news live it's a linkedin stream that alex kingsbury and Oh, no, I forgot the other guy's name. It's Alex and somebody else. They do a live LinkedIn all about additive manufacturing, which is a whole different market than 3D printing. 3D printing is the encompassing to me. Additive is the professional side of it. And uh, Dan's going to be talking about the two new products they're going to be launching here relatively soon. Adam Pena, thank you. Pena? Pena. I'm pretty sure it's Pena. Agantic says it would be fun to hear about the thermal expansion shrinkage compensation needed for various kinds of metal 3D printing. Yes. Worst people says you can stream on LinkedIn. You can. 
but they're very picky about it. We tried, and I had very bad luck doing it. But yes, you can stream to LinkedIn because every social media is trying to be like every social media. There are no social medias that are just unique anymore because money. Anyways, I'm out of here, guys. Thank you all for coming out. This has been Season 3, Episode 25 of Build It or Buy It, the Making Awesome podcast. Stay safe out there. Don't forget to call your loved ones. And as always, keep making awesome. Have a good one. See you guys. Leave a like. Comment, subscribe, all those things. See ya.